Good everybody. Namaskar. Greetings. Thank you so much for joining me. Tonight I have a very special guest. It's Emery McDonald. So Emery and I have worked together on numerous projects. Emery's been in the Rao group when we were here from 2011 to 2016. Uh, Emery's an opera singer, um, trained opera singer, and so she's a great asset to have in our Rao group. She's also an animal activist and uh, is very much involved in PCAP, that's Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and Plant Department of Anandamaga, given by Shrishya Anandamurti, and is very active in that. So I really wanted to talk to her about her latest initiative. So Namaskar, Emily. Namaskar, Joshna. So Emily, yeah. it was really great talking to you the other day about the um, climate change, about something that you do regularly, which is going down to... Um, feed the birds and I was wondering if yes. you could tell us more about yes. um, I go down to Aotea Square Ao in Te Reo Māori means cloud and Tia is white so Aotea that I suppose is the version of Aotearoa which is land of the long white cloud and to New Zealand that they are starving to death they're not getting enough food and this is happening because of climate change and because of overfishing. The overfishing, what, what that's doing is it's taking the large predator fish out of the food web and that means that the um, smaller fish and the krill um, no longer uh, come to the surface and skulls and lots of other seabirds here are surface feeders so mm. they can't yeah. they don't go that deep yeah so that means that they just miss out entirely um if the big fish have been taken away by humans they miss out entirely on their their part of it all how they fit in oh that's very true yeah. yeah it is very sad so their numbers have plummeted something like 50 or 60 percent wow um yeah, and it's the red-billed gull, which is it's endangered at the moment, but I think it may go onto the threatened list. And I know that already the, the black-billed gull, the other type of seagull in New Zealand, oh, there's quite a few, but the black-billed one is definitely very vulnerable and threatened at the moment. That one especially because I think it lays its eggs around where people are on the beach possibly. So that one's in an even more dire situation. But the red-billed gull, which people think is doing fine, is not doing fine. And also they suffer from human cruelty too because people are cruel to them. They, they often don't like them. But in fact, I was reading so particular New Zealand zoologist in the South Island. She feeds the seagulls in Kaikoura. And that's the biggest colony of seagulls in the South Island. But they're plummeting. And she feeds them donated fish because that's all they can, they can get from her. She said that they should be treated with just as much respect as the kiwi and the kakapo. So that's wow. interesting, isn't it? They deserve that much respect. What yeah. do they eat, Emily? Well, I've been feeding them cat food because that's what I have on hand mm -hmm. and leftovers. Um, I do give them wet bread, 
that make it very wet for them and because otherwise it can get stuck in their beaks and yeah mainly and leftover like bits of potato or spaghetti or pasta things like that that they like but it needs to be large enough that they can for them to pick up and eat a lot of things are too small right um, so you've got to feed them the right things and of course they like yeah they do like fish so if people were, mm. were wanting to help could they for example take some bread some wet bread and some fish down um, to the beach would that work would that help yeah well I think wet bread it's interesting yeah. because I remember many years ago when I was in Lismore on the beach there'd been a terrible storm and so many girls had been washed onto the shore but I don't notice it around our beaches. I think people aren't aware of it because they can't see it on the beaches. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I suppose they, I mean, they don't, if they're starving to death, they would, yeah, they would die. They're, they're dying somewhere which is not visible to us there either. Yeah, probably in the sea. And sometimes they get the, um, of course fishing stuff stuck in there that often happens which is terrible to see like hooks stuck in their oh, um, no. their beaks their oh. their throats and so oh. then they have a very slow death of oh. starvation but often you don't I think like maybe like other animals they're mm. very private when they're dying they like to go away and die on their own which is um very brave of them really isn't it I know that when yeah. I was in MIQ, I was fortunate enough to have a window and I could go out oh, the, yeah. onto the balcony and I would always leave food out there for the birds. And it was, yeah, it was usually seagulls that would come and eat. Yeah. yeah. And the thing I noticed they really yeah. did like was rice. They really liked the rice. Oh, mm -hmm. rice can be quite big and clumpy, can't it? Yes. So yeah. they would manage to eat that. Mm. That was a good idea. Mm. Nice. when I put out salad I noticed they'd always go for the tomato ah yeah <laughs> that's interesting because that's a fruit and I think that they can eat fruit some types of fruit I read that somewhere mm. so that could be worth exploring I think somebody told me they ate was it apples or something once I've got to try that too that'd be interesting I could I mean I'm living by the beach so I could take some down and, and experiment I'd take some apples mm. and some tomato down and see yeah well, that'd be great huge flocks of small birds on the beach at the moment big flocks they're smaller than the gulls I don't know what kind of bird they are but they're smaller they might be, yes, yeah, some of the um, other seabirds, because there's, um, what are they, the oyster catchers or those other smaller birds? I don't know. Terns or shags, but then they're different again. for example who'd um, something to eat and the others were just chasing it you're cutting in and out can you hear me now 
yeah i can hear you now so yeah um yes i've noticed that there's lots of small birds down at the beach um, down at the beach yeah oh well that's good that's a good sign mm. and you've been feeding the birds for quite some time i seem to remember you've been doing it for quite a quite a while Emily. yes yeah uh, i actually took a lot of photographs when i first started feeding them and there were lots of tourists around, so tourists used to take a lot of photos of us all, of the birds and I, and the whole feeding process. They used to like it a lot. Um, sometimes it got a bit much, but now, of course, all the tourists are gone. That It's all pretty private affair now. Yeah, I took a lot of photographs. Yeah. I just wanted, because I saw them as very beautiful and the different, all the sorts of different birds. Also, you've got the pigeons as well. Are there large numbers that come to eat? Of the seagulls, yeah, there would be a, a sort of major sized, sort of medium flock, a colony. I think they're called colonies. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like 25 or 30, maybe. Mm -hmm. mm. And is it like the same time? Do you go the same time every day and are they waiting for you or do you recognize some? Yes, that's Yeah, I do. I recognize actually. Um, some of the bigger birds, the cutter black back gull, they're very uh, a bit like pets or small dogs. They come up to you <laughs> and meet you as you're walking across the intersection. And you can tell who they are because they're the same ones that will come nearer and closer and then they want you to feed them only. And they get very jealous of the others. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's the karero, and I think I read somewhere that the Maori used to have them as pets. Oh, lovely! The big black back gulls, and they used to help them eat um, sort of grubs out of something to help them keep their preserve their food. I think. Oh, great! So they would have them. They used to have them around the farakai. They'd have them around there, and the seagulls have always been in. You know, it'd be a shame to lose them, have them extinct. It'd be terrible because they're in our poem, poetry. I know Alistair Teariki Campbell, he wrote, lots of poets write about seagulls, but he, he wrote about them um, flung from the ocean and sort of wonderful grand visions of the seagulls the, above the ocean, which we probably you know, may not see much more in the future. Uh, it'd be terrible to lose that. And so many artists and painters and yeah. um, have included seagulls in their work, like even mum. <laughs> Tell the listeners a little bit about your mum, Emily, because she's a very, very prominent New Zealand painter. Tell us a little bit about yeah. her work. Yeah. Um, well, she's a feminist expressionist painter, I suppose and very proud of her she was one of the first women to paint you know the women's domestic interior is is really important Jacqueline Fahey That's right. yeah <laughs> she yeah. had the seagulls the seagulls in her expressionist paintings yeah. as 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 inclusive mm. um you know any scene in Auckland or city scene in the 80s and 90s would often include the the seagull yeah yeah so that was wonderful mm. and I think and I remember she fed them when we were young 
when we lived at Carrington Hospital. And also she used to, way back at King Street Hospital, I remember her talking about the visitor and I, that was the black bat gull. And she said, he's here, the visitor, our visitor's here. And I used to always think they were called the visitor. Oh, and wow. then I realized they were called the black bat gull. <laughs> but that's, yeah, so I was made aware of them hmm. early on, thanks to her, yeah. She's, you said she's painting a new portrait at the moment. Yeah, she's painting myself and Alvin, our cat, um, the garden, the studio. It's a lockdown painting of her familiars. Mm. Yeah, so that's mm -hmm. really wonderful. And she's, how old is she now, Mitty? 92. Mm, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Was there anything else you'd like to share with us? No, I think that's it. Mm. Um, ngā mihi, ngā mihi, ngā mihi ki a Josh nā ki tō manakitanga ki tō mahara i amata katoa ki tō Kaha ki te whakamanoa. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. So, greetings and thank you to Joshna for your kindness, your consideration of us all, your strength of mind. Greetings, greetings, greetings to us all. Jodie and thank you so much. Would you like to end with yeah. a short, a short waiata? <clears throat> e tangi ana hakoe ina ina kuani ni ana hakoe ina ina tati to po.